Welcome to True North Podcast, where we search for true north. When you find direction, simple truths of God's word, you will find your way to blessing and favor. This podcast was brought to you by friends and supporters of Solid Rock Church in Irving, Texas. Now let's join Pastor Snyder as we find a new direction and a new dimension in our relationship with God. All right, all right, all right. Thanks for joining us tonight on True North Podcast. We are excited about what we're going to talk about. It's Thanksgiving, and I am so sick and tired of talking about the politics that's going on in our world and and the COVID mess is on a rise. Let's tonight talk about something positive, like how to be thankful when we're not. So it's going to be a great night tonight. Don't forget to click and share in our Facebook audience, our YouTube audience, anywhere else we're broadcasting at tonight. Let's go. Let's get our crowd together, and we're going to launch here in about 30 seconds. Also, I want to share with you about uh, contact information. You can contact us at pastor at srcdfw.com. Call us at 214-519-9904. You're welcome to join us on our Facebook group, True North Podcast. A lot of good stuff going on. we got a lot of exciting, exciting things. You can also subscribe to our podcast through Google Podcast. Also, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and we're working on getting on board with iHeartRadio. Let's get into tonight's subject, and that is how to be thankful when you're not. And it is the holiday season. It's great to be back. Uh, We did not have a podcast last week. The Church for Pastor Appreciation sent my wife and I to Colorado to a cabin in the mountains. And boy, did we ever have a great time. Pikes Peak and Helen Fall, Helen Hunt Falls and the Garden Garden of the Gods, which really should be labeled the Garden of the God, the God. Uh, anyway, so it was a great time. We're glad to be back, glad to be back in the thick of things in the ministry of Solid Rock Church and True North Podcast. And did we ever have a time on October the 30th, last time we were on uh, we announced our fall festival, an alternative to Halloween, and uh, boy, it went beyond what we expected or imagined. 500-plus people uh, joined us for our fall festival on October 30th. It was a fantastic event. We had some great cars there, a 1931 Ford Model A and also a 1966 convertible Thunderbird, along with the Trunk or Treat games, hay rides, hot dogs. Uh, It was a fantastic time. Thank you to all of the staff, the ministry staff, the people of Solid Rock that made that happen. What a great event. So I, uh, I left there. In fact, we left out on this little trip to Colorado very, very fulfilled and uh, very thankful. All right. So 
again, aren't you aren't you sick and tired of what's going on in the news tonight? I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. Uh, the presidential election, the Senate, the Congress, and now the number of COVID cases is on the rise. Uh, you know, there's conversations of lockdown and all that mess. You know, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm just getting tired of it. I'm tired of the negativity. I'm tired of all the uncertainty. And it's time for really for us to, to force our minds to focus on something good, focus on something upright, just. Just like Paul said to the church of Ephesus, to think on these things. And so we need to redirect our minds. In fact, probably it would be a great idea if most of us would shut off the news. Just shut it off. Just get rid of it for a while and uh, decompress from all the negativity in our world. We're entering the we're entering into the holidays and it's always supposed to be and should be a joyous time, a time of family and friends. And of course, Thanksgiving always means good food and good fellowship with church folks and our natural uh, families. So, uh, you know, we've got to sometimes just get ourselves to really be thankful because we get stuck in the swamp. We get stuck in the negativity of the world that we're, we're living in, and it we're constantly being bombarded. There's, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it's pretty natural. Well, it can't be natural. It shouldn't be natural to be negative. So we got to focus on the good things. We got to focus on on the things to be thankful. So we need to learn how to be thankful even when we're not. We think the world's crashing down around us. We think this is going on. The uncertainty around us, of course, with the effects of the previous lockdown with COVID, you know, it's it's dinged our economy. It's dinged our personal pocketbooks. And all of that, but let's let's get into. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start off tonight in this podcast with some scriptures that I shared uh, with uh, the Solid Rockers on this past Sunday. I didn't really get to preach the full message uh, because we just had a really move, a good move of the Spirit of God, and just a lot of great things happened there. The announcement of our New church property that's coming up, we were approved for. You'll know more about that a little bit later. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 12, I want to refresh our solid rockers and join in our audience from the different avenues that we are uh, looking at. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through verse 28 is some instructions, is an urging that Paul gave the church of Thessalonica. And uh, it says, we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you. So in other words, those people that are beside you, praying with you, uh, laboring with you, making it happen with you, cutting it out of the rock with you, acknowledge them, recognize them, and are all uh, and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Verse 13, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. There's a statement right there. Be at peace among yourselves. So therefore, we've got to produce good stuff. We got to produce uh, peace that is among us. Verse 14 tells us, now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, 
comfort the fainted, fainted heart or faint hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. See that no, no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. So again, here's some good instruction for us to warn those that are unruly, comfort those that are fainted, fainted hearted or faint at heart, uphold the weak and be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil. You know, one one bad thing doesn't uh, merit another bad thing. We, you know, if evil comes to us, we don't return evil for evil. Good always kills evil, and uh, a little bit hard to understand in the world that we live in, but it really does. Then it goes on to say, be patient or be always pursue what is good for yourselves. And for all, that, that is something that we really need to understand. Yes, we need to look out for ourselves. We need to do what is good for us. But we also need to look for all. So it's not just a one-sided thing. It's not a one-way road. It's a, it's a two-way street that we travel on, that we've got to do what is good for others as well as ourselves. Now, it goes on to say in verse 15, or excuse me, verse 16, rejoice always. 17, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. When God moves upon you, do not stop it. Do not quench that. All right? Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things, hold fast what is good. You know, the Bible says, try the spirits and see that they are of God. So again, we've got to understand that. Verse 22, abstain from every form of evil. Now that, that's deep right there. That one sentence, that one single sentence verse of the Bible speaks volumes. Abstain from evil every form of evil. And, and that's another that's another podcast all by itself. Then Paul turns the, the, the tide a little bit and starts talking about blessing. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved. Yeah, that's a blessing. Be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read to all holy brethren. Grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. So, 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, 5 and verse 12 through 28 gives us some great instructions on some perhaps how-tos in how to be thankful even when you're not. And so again, let's let's dive in here. The holiday season, as I said before, is starting up. We're ramping up into the holiday season. It is now November the 12th, and everybody's looking at Turkey Day, looking at planning Thanksgiving dinners. Uh, some people, kind of crazy, I think, but they're putting up their their uh, Christmas decorations, and uh, and they're getting ready for the Christmas holiday, and then we go into New Year's, and, and then we're into 2021. 
But Thanksgiving is best known for eating turkey. Uh, it is the story of the pilgrims sitting down with the Indians and eating together and being thankful for this new land that they have obtained. And another thought is giving thanks, not just thanksgiving, but giving thanks. How can we be thankful when everything is going wrong? And, and you know, it's just ironic because in today's world that we live in right now, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how much negativity is coming at us with just two things, the elections and COVID. And it's both heavy things. It's both our future. It's both our health. And so, again, this this may be a tall order, especially, and I'm not being critical, if you are prone to negativity. And that's what we got to fight against. So, uh, again, there there are some principles that we must apply in our lives in order to be thankful at any time, and we're gonna we're gonna get into this. We've got a lot of material to cover uh, tonight, so there is something about living right, living right that sets your mind at ease, and you know beyond the shadow of a doubt doubt it'll be all right because what you have done, clean living holy living, righteous living, Bible-based living is some principles there that if we apply and live by, it really does give us a peace of mind in the midst of our storm. Now, I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to make a statement that may sound a bit judgmental, but I really mean it not as being judgmental, but I mean it as a thought-provoking statement or question. If you are in tremendous turmoil, if it feels like your world is crashing down, I think you need to ask one question, why? And the next question is, am I living Bible-based, biblically principled, am I living right or living clean. And if I'm doing that, the Bible tells us that we have good things coming at us, even though our world is crashing down around us. Our mind should be at ease. If it's not, why not? Are you praying enough? Do you have enough faith? Are you standing strong upon the word of God in the midst of all of that? So again, there there's something about what I just shared with you about living right, living holy, living righteous, living biblically principled, okay? So again, because you have done everything that you know is right, that you're supposed to do, that is supposed to be done, all that's left is for us to wait upon the Lord to make his move and to make it happen, all right? Now, let's let's switch over to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter chapter 6 has more principles for us to live by, and we're going to begin at verse 37, which talks about judging. Do not judge. Verse 37 starts out, judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall, or you will, you will be forgiven. So again, judge not, you shall not be judged. Condemn not, you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. 
good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. They're going to put value in you with for with the same measure that he met with all, it shall be measured to you again. So this verse, these two verses of scripture is talking about principle. Judge not, lest you be judged. Condemn not, or you're going to be, shall be, not be condemned. Forgive, and it will be forgiven to you. That's principle. And then here's something else. Give. Give, and it shall be given to you. Whatever you need, you need to give away. Well, that don't make sense. Of course it doesn't. Logic doesn't fit with biblical uh, Bible principle. Logic does not fit with thinking faith and acting on faith. So again, given it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give to your bosom. So they're not talking about throwing dollars at you. They're just talking about good things that are going to come your way, perhaps peace, comfort, uh, whatever you may need. So again, being thankful, ladies and gentlemen, this is the how-tos. Being thankful is distinctively tied together with giving. When you give, you feel good about yourself. Therefore, you become thankful for what you have, and you don't worry about what you don't have. All right? Now, I'm going to dive into um, a list. I, I love lists. I love to-dos. I love, um, uh, you know, step number one, step number two. And so I, I found an article written by a lady by the name of Janet Miller, and she wrote a great article, Eight Ways to be more gratitude, uh, Have More Gratitude Every Day. Okay? Now, uh, in the famous words of Ferris Brule, Brule, uh, Buller, he said, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. You know, I, I, you know, we, we are, we are a modern day society. So therefore we're on trains and planes and we're in automobiles and we're driving down the road at 70, 80 miles an hour and all of that. And, and, and of course, if anybody that knows me, I love to walk, I love to ride my bike and I love to use tra public transportation. And why? Because it slows my pace down. And I notice that when, when I'm on a train, I can see more. And when I'm walking to a, a perhaps a bus stop, I notice more. When I'm on my bike and I'm riding, I can, I can enjoy more. And then when I'm walking somewhere, that's when everything comes to life. So the key is, folks, in our life is that we really need to slow down. We're moving too fast. We're, you know, we're all got goals and ambitions and we want to make it happen and all of that. But, but we've got to slow down and start enjoying what is around us and what God has put in us. Okay. So to, to help us, uh, with our gratitude journey or how to be thankful, even when we're not step number one is really, really kind of, kind of hits you now, get ready. Don't be picky. Appreciate everything. You know, gratitude doesn't have to be reserved for big things in our life. Hey, I got a brand new car, or I just moved into a brand new house. Oh, I'm so thankful. Well, what about the simple meal on your table? 
You know, there's a lot of people that don't have that. Uh, you know, just the simple things. Don't don't be picky. Well, I got a I got a car, but it wasn't a brand new one. You know, I, it wasn't a Bentley; it was a Ford. Well, it's a car, and it gets you to where you need to go. So, don't be picky. Appreciate everything, folks. When you when you come to a place to do without, you have to do without. You learn to appreciate those things. And so, again, gratitude doesn't have to be reserved for the big things. In fact, if we get into the habit of being grateful, starts with appreciating every good thing in life and recognizing that there is nothing too small for you to be thankful for when we really pay attention. All right? So here we are. Number two is find gratitude in your challenges. Gratitude is not only about being thankful uh, for the positive experiences. It is sometimes thinking about the negative or the difficult situations that can help you really nail down what you have to be thankful for. In fact, a matter, again, the Bible says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. So when we think about that scripture, in everything. It doesn't doesn't again I've told I've told our church this many times in preaching and teaching and exhorting, but I want to share it with our audience tonight. You got to remember that scripture does not say for everything. Well, my house burned down. Thank God. No, it, you don't necessarily have to thank God that your house burned down, although that may be a blessing in disguise. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. When we live biblically, when we live righteous, when we live holy, everything that happens in our life is for a purpose, and we have things to be thankful for because God does not allow anything to happen unless it's going to end up being a blessing to us. Even though it may be hard, even though it feels like it's crushing us, You've got to understand that God is at work and finding gratitude in the challenges that we are up against is going to make us stronger. It's going to make us better. It's going to make us closer to God. It's going to make us wiser. Those are all blessings that we really need to learn how to be thankful for. Even the world we live in right now, we have to really start appreciating what we have because God is in control. So finding gratitude in your challenges. Number three is practice mindfulness. Practice mindfulness. Now, this is, uh, this is a good thing, and that is that we sit down daily and think through five or ten things that you are grateful for. And, and you, when, when my wife and I were raising our children, uh, my wife would created a practice for them. When they came home from school every day, she would, the first thing she'd say to them is, tell me five positive things that happened today before they can talk about anything else, about the bully, about the goofball, about anything going on. First, I want to hear five positive things that happen in your day-to-day because we were teaching our children to focus on that which is positive, that which is good. And and the the, the greatest reward of, of parenting 
is hearing your children repeat what you have taught them. Our son serves as our youth pastor, and he was dealing with a difficult young person that's just kind of stuck in the, in the ditch and always focusing on the negative. And it, it, was, it was like hilarious and very gratifying at the same time when he answered his phone and it was this young person and they started talking and, and the first thing he said is, stop, I want you to tell me five positive things that happened in your day today. And so it was, it's really gratifying and kind of hilarious when you hear your young adult children say things and do things that you taught them when they were kids. So again, that's practice. That's practicing being mindful, being mindful of what God is doing in your life, doing this every day. What'll happen is it'll rewire your brain where instead of focusing on the negative, you're going to start focusing on the positive. All right. Number four, keep a gratitude journal. Journaling is powerful. Uh, I love journaling. Do I do it regularly? No. Uh, but I've noticed a pattern in me, you know, on the good stuff that's happening. Uh, you know, I, I think about that all the time. My, my nature is to, is to gravitate toward the good. I like to see good in everything that's happening around me, but I have noticed the power of journaling when a couple of times in my life, I w I went through a very dark Valley. Things around me was extremely painful, uh, and extremely dark. And I learned that when I journaled, about those things and got that out of me and put it on paper and closed that journal, it stayed in that journal and helped me focus on something else. So if that helps you, if that method, if that direction helps you, then we can, uh, that that's great. Or if, if your journey, if you love journaling and you can journal about the positive, about the things to be gr uh, grateful for or thankful for, then do it. All right. You know, if you can get on Facebook and air all your negativity, then you can journal and journal good things. So uh, I'm just going to drop that and leave that right there. All right. So again, when you write down the positive thoughts to further your focus and your attention on that subject, it's going to teach you or, re again, rewire your brain to focus on those things. And, folks, ladies and gentlemen, this is not something that needs to be practiced just in November, uh, just around Turkey Day. This needs to be practiced every day of our life, 365. Number five, volunteering. Now, folks, this sounds kind of like, what? Volunteering? Sure. When you volunteer... And for many people, the key to having more gratitude or being thankful is to give back to others in their local community or surroundings. It will not only make you more grateful for the things that you may have taken for granted, but studies have shown that volunteering for the purpose of helping others increases our own well-being and our ability to have more gratitude. University of, Profe of, of Pennsylvania, Professor uh, Martin Steelman supports this theory with his research in Flourish, a visionary new understanding of happiness and well-being. 
he said, after testing all kinds of, of variables that help improve our well-being, he found that volunteering is the single most reliable way to monetarily increase your well-being. So in other words, helping others help you. And I noticed this years ago when I started teaching anger management uh, on a professional level, it really reminded me of things and even helped me. Now, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm here to testify, hand to God, that when I walked into a classroom with a bunch of people from court uh, that's court-ordered to be in that class with me, and I've had a rough day, and I got a headache, and I'm wore out, and I'm tired, and I really just like, whew, I'd rather go home and take a nap. Uh, I went ahead and taught and and poured into those people what I had for that night. I promise you folks, every time, not just a couple of times, every time, I'd walk out of that classroom emotionally higher than a kite because giving back to them and watching their face light up in in what the value of with the values that I was teaching them turned me around. My headache was gone, I was energized, I felt good about myself, and I was thankful that I showed up to teach that class. So, again, number 6 and I'm going to hit this and probably come back to it. We're going to take a quick break. Number six, express yourself. Sometimes it's not enough to just simply keep your gratitude to yourself. You can increase your feelings of gratitude by expressing that same gratitude to the people that you care about. Check it out. The Way Cruise Agency has the thing for you. An adventure. What better way to resolve cabin fever than getting away on a fantastic ocean liner? Relaxing, enjoying beautiful nights on the ocean and seeing the world. Summer is gone and fall has arrived. Now is the time to plan your next getaway vacation. You can schedule a cruise or you can travel America. Seeing things and places you have never seen before. Where do you want to travel? Contact Getaway Cruise and we will begin looking for your next great adventure away from home. The cruise lines are preparing their adventure ships for you. The adventure trains are ready to roll down the tracks into the Grand Canyon. The river boats are ready to cruise up and down the Mississippi River to towns you have never seen. Yes, in America there are towns and cities waiting for you to arrive. They are cleaning, sanitizing, painting everything so that your adventure can be safe, memorable, and stress-free. You will not have to worry about a thing. We have got your back. Get ready to sail in 2021. Royal Caribbean is offering 60% off of the second passenger and the kids 12 and under can sail for free. Contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com today for more information. Let's talk about getting away. At Getaway Cruise Agency, we are here to give you the most memorable vacation you could ever imagine. And remember at Getaway Cruise Agency, we can get you to where you want to go and to places you never have thought of before. Again, please contact us at getawaywithjcy at gmail.com or go to www.getawaycruiseagency.com. Thank you. All right, so our friends at Getaway Cruise, go check them out. Take a cruise. It's the best vacation you'll ever take in your life. All right, back to number six, express yourself. Soul Pancake. <laughs> I kind of like that name, Soul Pancake. It's a group 
that works to discover the science of happiness, if you can believe that. Science, there's a science to happiness. Did you know that? There's a science to happiness. Uh, they ran an experiment where they encouraged people to write a letter to a person that they were grateful for. Uh, by itself, this exercise alone, this exercise by itself was proven to increase their levels of happiness from 2 to 4%. Now, that doesn't sound a lot, uh, you know, 2 to 4%, but that can feel amazing when you think about if you'll just take a letter and write it in today's world an email you're going to have to you're going to have to do an email and not a text message a text message is 140 characters ladies and gentlemen and you can't say a whole lot in 140 characters so write a good email to somebody uh, to that person that you're grateful for uh, however in that study when the same people made a phone call to the person they were thankful for to express their gratitude directly to them are you ready Happiness levels jumped from 4% to 19%. So again, email is good, letter is good, but a phone call to somebody to say, hey, I just want to tell you that I am so grateful for you. Thank you for being who you are and how you have blessed my life. Number one, you're going to blow their mind. And number two, you're going to really feel good about yourself when you express yourself in how you are grateful. This is how we are thankful even when we're not. Number seven, spend time with loved ones. You know, that's, folks, being a pastor and all that I do, you know, I'm not bragging and I'm sure not, sure not looking for sympathy. It's what I do. It's what I've been called to do. But we fight devils and we fight principalities and powers of this world, uh, attitudes and all of that. We're in the people business instead of part of the calling. However, when I get around my family, my loved ones, my, my church family, my solid rockers, I find strength there. I love it. I love it. So if you're struggling with feeling gratitude or feeling thankful at the moment, go spend time with some good friends, some good families, and most of all, your church family that love you beyond measure. It will help you grow closer to them. It will also help you strengthen your relationships. You know, going to church anymore is not just a Sunday midweek thing. It's, it's, you need to get involved in, in your church. You need to get a part of that family. Every time the doors are open, be there. If there's a work day, folks, work days are great fellowship days. Yeah, we're getting stuff done around the church campus and all of that, but also we're fellowshipping with one another and we are accomplishing with one another. This is something that's going to help you feel and know how to be thankful even when you're not. Number eight is improve your happiness in all areas of your life. Be grateful. Be grateful can make you happy. I'm just thankful. Folks, you know, again, in 16, when I had my open heart surgery, you know, and went the intensive care thing and, and, and all of that stuff, and the doctors told me you were a walking time bomb, you could have had a heart attack any second, and it would have been over, you'd have been out of here. When you get through open heart surgery, you have a tendency to wake up every morning and be thankful you've got another day, that you're breathing air into your lungs, 
and that you're be, be able to expend or experience another day in the kingdom of God doing his ministry. So again, folks, we've got to we've got to understand that there are plenty of other ways to get your mood up, increasing exercise, uh, participating in, a, in a, a hobby, eating good food, not junk food that's going to help you uh, help you be better. And then once you feel the endorphins flow, showing gratitude will become easier and easier and easier as you do it more and more and more. Okay? Uh, here's something else that, that we need to, to really pay attention to, that a thankful heart is a happy heart. All right? That, that's that's VeggieTales 101 right there. A thankful heart is a happy heart. And, and something else that we need to understand and realize in how to be thankful even when we're not is, folks, you got to change your language. You, you got you to, gotta, the way you're talking, the, the way you're presenting, you know, again, in anger management, I teach it's not what you say, it's how you say it makes all the difference in the world. So change your language. Uh, learning how to see with the heart Shifting perspectives ever so slightly is easier once you learn how to talk to yourself and to others. Uh, Dr. Dan Baker, in his book, uh, What Happy People Know, wrote this, Just as changing your life can change your language, changing your language can change your life. And so again, what you what you say, you know, the Bible says, "Whatsoever man thinketh in his heart, so is he." And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, what's coming out of your mouth will tell you what's in your heart. And when you hear what's in your heart, you know what you're feeding into your mind. So you got to change what's going into your mind. So good things is coming into your heart. And when good things come into your heart, it's going to help you learn how to speak well. So whatsoever things are just, upright, holy, uh, all of that, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things, Paul told us in the Bible. We need to understand that what we think is what we feel and what we feel is what we say. So again, let's force our mind to think on that which is good, upright, just, holy, righteous, a good report, a praise report, something uplifting. Be happy about the other person's success and and they they got something or they were uh, awarded something. Be happy about it. Don't feel sorry for yourself because you didn't get it. Be grateful for them getting it, and it'll help you become more thankful, all right? Another principle that is tied uh, into this thing about thanksgiving is sowing and reaping. Sowing, that which a man soweth, is what he reaps. (laughs) Talk to uh, Ebenezer Scrooge about that. Uh, Go watch the Christmas story, and you'll you'll get the picture. All right, now... Let me dive into, as we start to come down to a close, and that is, and I've got one more list for you. I don't, I don't want to disappoint you, but let me give you some scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6. Again, we've got to live a biblically principled life. If we're going to be thankful even when we're not, if we're going to learn how to be grateful 
for everything in our lives. We need to apply some biblical principles to our life because that is where the life is. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6, it backs up what I just stated, and that is, but this I say, which uh, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. So, folks, if you're not getting much, how much are you putting in? That's the question. If you're not getting much back, if you're not feeling a whole lot come out of life, if you're not feeling too many blessings, how much are you putting in? Because if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, and that's not just talking about money. You know, giving a bunch of money in the offering is going to make you feel better. It will. It's a blessing to the kingdom of God. However, in all areas of our life, how much are you putting in for you to get out, for you to reap back? Folks, it's, it's simple. It's basic law of the harvest. What The more seed you put in the ground, the more crop is going to come forth. If you don't put much seed, you're not going to have much crop. And the crop is, you know, it, there, there's a, there is a, a ratio there. I don't know exactly what it is, but some crop doesn't make it uh, to, to full fruition. But, you know, what you do get is what you get. you got to put it in to get it out. So, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, in the New King James Version, the Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And so, again, what, where, where are you going? Uh, where, where are you going with that? I'm, where I'm going is, is a life as a full-on, committed, spirit-filled, baptized in Jesus' name Christian. That's where really happiness is, folks. Well, you know, the principles that I gave you are true. The principles, that the, the list of eight things, eight steps there that I gave you, if you practice them, it will help. But where's the icing on the cake? Where, where's the real cash in? Where is the real bounty in all of this? And that is what I'm going to close out this hour with us today. And that is finding that when we become a new creature. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature and old things are passed away. We can shed the old spiritual skin and have a new skin or all things become new. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13 says, no temptation has taken you. And I love this scripture. I mean, it has helped me through more dark times and battles that I have had to come against in my life. But understand that when you feel like, hey, I don't feel so thankful. I don't feel so grateful what's going on. Oh, pastor, you don't understand what's happening in my life. Well, probably I do. But anyway, no temptation. Understand this. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody that's listening to this podcast right now, what you are up against, what you are fighting against, the the things that is pressing against you, a hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people have gone through the same thing ahead of you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. You're not being singled out by God. God is not trying to crush you. 
He's not trying to destroy you. You're not a loser. You're a winner. But you need to understand you're not alone in what you're walking through right now. No temptation has taken you except such as is common to man. That means a lot of other people are going through the same temptation, the same battle, the same thing that you're going through. So you're not alone. And here's the real key. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Now, folks, take that take that right there, that phrase out of that verse of Scripture, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. You think you can't handle it. You just think, ah, this is too much for me. But God's got more confidence in you than you have in yourself. Because he's not going to allow anything to come upon you that you can't handle, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that. Receive that today. What you are up against, you got what it takes. And when you don't have what it takes, you've got God. You know, the, there's a saying that, and I hope I get it right here, uh, that it says something of the nature that when you have nothing left but God, you've got enough. Okay? So again, uh, what you're have, what you're experiencing, and what you're going through, is is simple with God. All right. Now here's where here's where the 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 tide turns. The next phrase in that verse is, "But with the temptation, will also make of a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it." So when you're at the breaking point, when you're just right there. And you're like, God, I can't take this no more. Uh, it's it's beyond. This is getting too heavy. Start feeling around for the escape hatch because with that temptation, he's going to make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. It's going to be all right. When you feel like you're not grateful, really you are. You got a lot to be thankful for because you're not dead. All right? Now, in the last 15 minutes of our podcast, I want to I want to go over some things of of becoming a spirit-filled Christian is going to make the difference in your life. You know, we can read I, I love to read, but I I don't like to read uh let's see, I never get get it right fiction books, stuff that's not true. Novels. I don't like fiction. I like nonfiction. I love leadership. I love books on growth because I want to feed myself when I read a book. Okay. And we can read all the self help books. I'm a student of, of first theology and second psychology. And we can read all the self help books that we can and all of that and try all those gimmicks and gadgets and all of that. But what it really boils down to in making it in life and becoming a person of gratitude and thanksgiving is that we become a spirit-filled, committed Christian. That's what's going to make a difference in your life. So first, you can rest assured that God's unconditional love is for you. No matter where you've gone, what you've done, how far you've got out there, how deep you've gotten into it, God still loves you. And I mean that with all my heart, okay? You no longer need to prove yourself or feel unworthy. God loves you, and he is for you. 
You listen to that. God is for you. For your identity is who God says you are. You know, people say, I I don't know who I am. Well, get into the book. Get into the Bible. Psalms chapter 56 and verse number 9, this I know, God is for me. So folks, no matter what you're going through, temptations, uh, all kinds of mess and, and, and negativity, God's with you. You may not feel him, but he's with you. And when you become committed, dedicated, spirit-filled, baptized in Jesus' name, friend, I'm telling you right now, God is unconditional in his love, and he is going to take you through it. Number two is you have an unexplainable peace when you're filled with the Spirit and baptized in his name. Even when things are tough in life, and there they they there still may be. I mean, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So it's not because we get full of the Holy Spirit and we're baptized and we go to church every time the doors are open and we're faithful and we're living a biblically principled life, holy and righteous unto God. That means that nothing never ever bad's going to happen to us. Not so. It rains on the just and the unjust. But sh- but we've got to understand this, that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God is with us in the valleys as much as he's with us on the mountaintops. And so we've got to realize that you believe that since God is for you, if we believe that, if we take hold of that, that he will never go he's never going to abandon you he is working all things out for the good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose so you trust in god and know he is good amen he is good and he's powerful and he can handle anything that comes your way philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7 says and the peace of god which transcend all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that verse of Scripture? Did you receive that? Uh, let, me, let me hit it again because I, I want this verse right here to soak into your spirit. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7, and the peace of God. In fact, you can repeat that with me right now, wherever you are listening to this podcast. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amen. Psalm 27, uh, I want to I wanna top off uh, number two, your unexplainable peace is this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3, though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, in this I will be confident. Rest assured, folks, God is on your side. And no matter what you're going through, be thankful and be grateful even when you feel like you're not. 
Number three, you belong. You belong. You're a member of a brand new family. One thing about Solid Rock is that we're family. When one of us cry, we're all crying. When one of us hurt, we're all hurting. And when one of us rejoice, we are all rejoicing for the blessing of God in each other's lives. You are a member of the family of God. You are welcomed here. That's what you need to understand. And there is great joy in finding other Christians to be in that community with. I've got folks that Solid Rock that's told me, Pastor, I started coming here just for the community. I've had guest after guest after guest after guest that I have personally followed up on. And the number one compliment to that church, to Solid Rock Church is, oh, it's so friendly. There's, It's such a warmth there. I felt the love and Boy, did I ever feel the Spirit of God. Folks, that's family. That's belonging to a community that loves you and wants you. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1 says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. Number four, your future is secure. When you become a Spirit-filled baptized Christian, your future is secure. You're going to heaven. Folks, there's no, I mean, if you're living right, don't get me wrong. You can't come in and get baptized and spirit-filled and, and do all of that and then walk right out and live like the devil and go back to your drinking and carousing and drugging and clubbing and all of that. No, the Bible, the, the God is requiring a life of separation. Get out of that world and come into his world. When you live biblically principled, your future is secure because we're going to heaven. Don't be fooled. Heaven and hell are real, okay? And I may have some people write me, uh, send me an email, or even comment uh, in the comments on the different platforms that this podcast is on, but heaven is real, and so is hell. And what we do in this life determines heaven or hell. It's real. That's the way it is. <laughs> Get used to it. So as Christians, you have the security that you're going to heaven, to live with God eternally. Isn't that an awesome thought? And quite frankly, heaven's going to rock because the things, great things we have to look forward to. Read your Bible. He's building a mansion. A mansion's being prepared for us. Streets of gold, gates of pearl, not pearls, but one huge pearl is going to form, one gate into heaven. There's going to be no more sickness and no more, no more crippled limbs, no more crippled legs and blinded eyes and deaf ears. We're going to have a new body, and we're going to be around the throne and the marriage supper of the Lamb the Bible speaks to. Starbucks coffee will be served. Anyway, uh, that's not Scripture, folks. All right, so again, Jesus said, do not let your, and I'm coming out of John chapter 14 and verse number one through three, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If there were not so, I would have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me 
that you also may be where I am. John chapter 14 and verse 1 through 3. So folks, what a life. What a life. How to be thankful even when you're not. You know, the Bible says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. There's no, no thing on earth, nothing can, can come against me that I cannot overcome through Christ. I can do all things through Jesus Christ that strengthens me. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. That's a promise from God, ladies and gentlemen. So as we, as we wrap up, don't, please don't let the negativity that is surrounding our world even right now with all of the junk going on in, in Washington and the, the COVID thing that's, that's coming at us and, and the losses and all of that, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We can and will overcome if you set your mind to it. That I'm, I'm talking to somebody in our audience tonight that God is going to rescue you, but you have to reach up to him. When, when in, the, in the storm of the sea, when the disciples were told by Jesus after the feeding of the 5,000, he said, get in this boat, go to the other side. I will join you there, and we'll do more of this. Because this, the, you know, the feeding of the 5,000, he healed the lame legs and blinded eyes and deaf ears and lame, you know, crippled arms and all of that. They had great church in our, in our terms. He said, I'm going to the mountain to pray. You get in the boat, head across. I'll meet you over there. And so when they got in there about 3 o'clock in the morning, a storm came up. And, and the storm was fierce, and the boat was rocking back and forth. It was taken on water. Uh, and I imagine those disciples were hanging on for dear life with one hand and trying to bucket the water out of the boat in the other. The last time they were caught in that situation, Jesus was in the hull of the ship uh, asleep, and they went down and said, Master, do you care that we perish? And he came up on the deck of the ship and said, Peace be still. And the storm laid down and went away. But this time, Jesus wasn't physically in the boat. But somebody, somebody must have prayed because in the midst of that storm, at about 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came walking out on the water to be with them. And it was Peter that said, Lord, if that's you out there, bid me to come unto you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And when he came, he walked out, but the wind was boisterous, the Bible says, and it slammed up against him and distracted him, and he began to sink in the water. But here's the key. Jesus reached, or Peter said, Lord, save me. And he reached for Jesus, and Jesus reached for him, pulled him out of the storm. They went back to the boat, and all is well. And so, folks, I'm telling somebody, if you feel like you're drowning in the negativity of this world, stop right where you are and look up to Jesus and say, Lord, save me and stretch forth your hand to him. And I promise you, he will reach out to you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us here at True North Podcast. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for joining True North Podcast with Pastor Snyder. If you have any questions, please email him at pastor at srcdfw.com. Join us on our social media at facebook.com forward slash srcirving or facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash True North Podcast. You can always check out our website at srcdfw.com. We would love for you to be our guest at Salt Rock Church at 118 West Irving Boulevard, Irving, Texas, in downtown Irving. Be blessed of God, and we will see you next time right here on True North Podcast.